to the Gaming Podcast Live. I am your host, Mia Bites, and I am uh, suffering from allergies today. I'm very nasally, so apologies in advance for that. But we are here every two weeks to talk gaming stories, news, and gossip with your favorite content creators. Every podcast, I am joined by an awesome guest host. And uh, today, it's actually a return of a very familiar face. It's the one and only Robin Gray. Woo! I'm back. Hello. Hi there. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. You? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing. I. I'm doing. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm a little all over the place. Uh, my uh, my sister, who's been living with me for the past two years now, during the entire course of the pandemic, finally got the go ahead to go back to Japan. So, like, the house is empty. It's now just me and the cat, and I'm like, <sighs> it's lonely. It's lonely. I'm, there's nobody here. There's nobody to talk to, except for all you wonderful people here uh, who definitely can't talk back because we're doing a podcast. So, but we do have everybody here uh, in the Twitch chat at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. And uh, if you want to pop on down and uh, be part of that, you totally can do. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and just a quick reminder for those of you joining us live, you can interact with the podcast both here in the Twitch chat, as Mia just said, and in a special dedicated section over in the gaming magazine Discord. Uh, and of course, don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news and features from Gaming Magazine by visiting us online at GamingMag.com. Hmm. Mm, I just realized it's been a while since you've been here, hasn't it? How does it feel to be back? I'm on this on side. I'm, I'm, well, I'm on this side of the screen. Like normally I'm on that, well, hang on, that side of the screen. Um, yeah. 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 It's my side of the screen now. Exactly. It's, it's, it's your all, side. And, it's and I'm never just, getting it back, am I? <laughs> no, you're never getting it back. But the good news unless is. Unless I for, get fired for some ungodly reason. So, for yeah. old time's sake, I brought back the popping mic with me. Um, yes, so. I noticed that you brought back the technical uh, difficulties. And at this point, I think <laughs> we can only blame uh, Robin's MacBook. We blame Apple. It's, it's, yes, we blame yeah. Apple for that. Uh, now. Of course, we can't do this alone. We have a wonderful, super special guest uh, this week. And there's none other than the amazing Lucid Fox. Hi, Hello. That's, that's me. Hey, Lucid. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, hmm. uh, you know, been, been gaming all morning, watching uh, all the new things on the Xbox show. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's it's, good. Uh, it's been a Sunday. <laughs> It has been a Sunday. I've, uh, I've, I woke up. Funnily enough, I woke up randomly at five thirty uh, this morning. I don't know why. I went to bed like after midnight last night, so I got five and a half hours sleep. And then I woke up and heard the cat just screaming from the other room. As soon as I woke up, he wasn't screaming when I woke up, but he started screaming as soon as he heard me uh, getting out of bed. Uh, so I had to feed him incredibly early this morning. Uh, I had a nap, but I'm like exhausted today it's been a nice relaxing day i watched uh, all the, the newsy type stuff but um yeah i'm ready to talk about some things i'm ready to to catch up on everything that's been happening over the Definitely. last two weeks Definitely. um which funnily enough that's the perfect time to kick off with the weekly recap which includes all the games and uh video and you know video games nerdy type stuff tv shows that we've been playing watching you know generally doing recently 
So I'm actually going to let Robin, I'm going to let you kick this off. What have you been up to since it's been so long since you've been here on the podcast? It in has, that time, it has been what, a what have while. you been doing with yourself? Um, when was I last on the podcast? About six months ago? What have I been doing for six months? No, um, we'll stick to what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. So um, mm. I've been playing a lot of two games in particular. I've been playing, and, and there are two games that if you are familiar with the thing, as as chat has just pointed out, um, it, it isn't Borderlands actually. Um, <laughs> it's actually. I don't know why chat has decided to, to to choose. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's Super Auto Pets. It's a it's a whole thing. <laughs> we'll oh, get man, into that. We'll, I'll, I'll question hours. you about yeah. that during, Come back during to that. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so not Borderlands, <laughs> not Borderlands, but, but, but Lego, but, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lego Star Wars, um, which, really? which is okay. amazing uh, since it launched. I hear, I hear so many good things about it. Actually, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, so, so it's, I mean, it's about thirteen years or so since they first launched um, the, the yeah. original Lego. They updated this. The, it's the first the time first game with the new engine. Correct. Okay. First time, first time with the new engine, yeah. and I think that's the how they've managed to ring 13 years out of one engine i think was fairly sort of like like kudos to them but you could sort of tell by the the latter games um it was getting a bit ropey whereas this one it's Mm -hmm. i'm trying to remember the the wonderful review the wonderful review i wrote on, on gaming for it but um uh this one very much is kind of like new engine still the same old lego but but so much better so much more in in engaged you have a skill tree to play with you have loads of kind of like what would be described as modern video game stuff um i love the fact also with the engine they've got and and the graphics standards they're up to now is that they if you're on an island or you're on um, a forest moon or you're on a, a desert setting or something the actual environment that you're in looks like um looks like a desert looks like a forest and you've gone out there with your minifigures and are playing in the forest like the the the, ju- oh. the juxtaposition so, so it's, it's not made of lego no so the, the, set, the setting and the scenery and everything else is hyper realistic the stuff in it like the ships mm. etc is all lego but the the, okay. the setting itself okay. is kind of hyper realistic so the backgrounds are all like a pretty damn good lake or a pretty damn good forest mm. um and and actually yeah. if you play with a certain characters for so long uh they start to get like little paint chips on they get a little bit muddy they get a bit dirty so it, the the, the oh. way they've like actually sort of uh, the idea of actually mm. playing with those characters and all, all those actual figures out in the real world is really clever okay really clever i did see some amazing clips of gameplay on uh on social media um and i think it was it was uh there is there's a youngling combo uh that you can perform uh, Hell yeah! Where I, I don't know if it, yeah, I don't yeah. know what character if it had to be maybe it was Kit Fisto or something like that. Um, but you could like basically juggle young Anakin Skywalker and constantly do the same like drop move to to combo them and just fly <laughs> into the sky infinitely. Oh boy! The um, yeah. which if, if some 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 of the best parts I think of off Lego is if you stop with your character and let it, and let it idle. Um, the mm. the behaviors and stuff on idle are are hilarious like there's one where uh-huh. i think anakin young anakin is is stood there and he pulls out his blue lightsaber and then it sort of flashes red and and he just has to sort of like hit it and it resets back to blue again sort of thing like it's just silly little throwaway things like that it's just huh. really good fun mm-hmm. really good fun um and mm. and uh, yes as chat has alluded to um at borderlands not quite i've been playing tiny tina wonderlands 
um, which is obviously oh. in the oh, Borderlands course, world. Yes, that's in the Borderlands Great, brilliant game. Um, really, really good, really clever. Um, they've got a really... The, the mechanics of it uh, is genius. Um, there's been... I've seen some reviews where, because it's meant to be based on D&D, that people are sort of like a bit annoyed that it's not... You're not choosing the adventure. You're not choosing like the, the D&D mechanic, but it, it's not. It, it's a mm. game based on the concept of... It's a, it's a love letter to D&D. It's exactly think, that. It, it's right? exactly that. And I think... Yeah. And a lot of other pop culture references as well. Like there's... Um, there's um, there's the, the the level names, for example. Um, there's one which is mm-hmm. Die Bard with a Vengeance, um, and it's just yeah, they're all genius. They're all hilarious. Um, they, they have an amazing mm-hmm. kind of uh, what's called the Overworld, which is kind of like a, a macro sort of top level universe kind of space, but it's set as if you're going around on a D and D table with with like bottle caps and stuff being the, the used best the best incarnation i think that they've done absolutely you know? mm. i have two grumbles about it one i actually didn't think it was very well, long um we completed it pretty sure. quickly um which for what's meant to be and what is a standalone full-length game in comparison mm-hmm. to other borderlands games um it kind of was a bit like oh we we got to the end of that real quick um and the other ones are dlc so we got the the sort of super special pack that has all the season passes and whatever else and DLC, like the deluxe edition yeah exactly yeah so so, so mm. dlcs of of your on, on kind of other borderlands are kind of whole stories that are like hours in the making whereas yeah the dlc is i've got i've got some ideas on the the full-length game that you're talking about but the, for the dlc uh, there's no, no it's just i'm very confused it's just another level it's got a really clever yeah. it's got a clever end yeah. game which is so al- along the way a lot of the side missions are based on kind of like random encounters so it's just like a smash and grab sort of two or three little mini levels a little bit like um the old golden eye that used to just throw you into kind of like set mm-hmm. areas with set villains and it would it would be randomized every time but the the end game uh of of tiny tina is is you end up with this kind of what they call the chaos chamber and it's just a replayable thing that just randomizes settings and villains and whatever else but it's the dlcs are just that but with a kind of yeah. theme applied to them and it's like it, i'm glad i kind of bought the season pass because if i'm if i was paying seven or eight pound per dlc i'd be pissed mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that, that, uh, right. that, that was kind of how i felt about getting the dlc i was like okay well glad that i didn't pay yeah. and then i'm not paying full price for each one you know absolutely mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i th- i think it's good though i uh as far as the um the campaign um like i think it's i think it's interesting i don't i don't think it overstays its welcome and it gets the part that i want to play which is the grinding mm. through the chaos chamber so i actually i i found that as a positive for it to have like a kind of shorter campaign than some of them because i think that especially like borderlands 3 the last one uh the campaign was far too long for mm. you know what the end game is supposed to be which is supposed to be going back through and like grinding and getting to like uh raven style mm. bosses it, so it, i I, th- I found that refreshing that they uh, they made it a little bit shorter. It always struck me as weird with Borderlands 3 is that it came to what you would expect to be the culmination of the story and then all of a sudden you have this whole other section where you go back to Pandora and you're doing all this other stuff first before actually getting to the end of the game. So I completely uh, see what you're saying on that. Uh, is yeah. it does, I, see, I played a little bit of Tiny Tina. I did like a, a sponsor stream for it and I'm, I enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed any other like Borderlands related content. It does kind of just feel to me 
a lot like Borderlands with a fantasy code of paints. Um, in terms of like you don't have grenades yeah. now, you have magic spells yeah. and stuff, which yeah. is, you know, if you like Borderlands, that's fine enough. I, I feel like I was really missing though that that like open world to explore. Um, mm-hmm. I like what they've done with like the tabletop thing uh, with the, the world map. But like, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just really want to get like immersed in, in that universe and like go and explore places and like the mission based stuff kind of like messed that up for me a little bit. I'm probably going to be going That's back fair. to it. Um, definitely actually going back to it this month uh, at some point. But because uh, I think it releases on Steam at the end of the month, I believe. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was on Epic mm-hmm. for well, since since it's launched, but um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going back and and uh, and jumping back in. But um, for me, I don't know. It's kind of like a, a middling to enjoyable experience. I want more Borderlands, but I wanted it to be more like again an open world, like an exploration game, I guess, where I could just screw around with my friends rather than this weird like mission based thing that it kind of. Is, but I haven't played enough of it to. You can put, crawl around like the map. Massive. Like you can, you, you can kind of wander around the map, and you can sort of find other mm. things. And there's there's still a lot of side missions. Um, I think. Yeah, but I guess it's like more so presentation, right? It's more so like how it's presented. It's, I, like, yeah. do I want to go to a map, or do I actually want to like be in that world and be more immersed in that experience? I think it's. I, I think it's for me personally. It, it gave me everything I needed. Like it was, hmm. I think the, the the inspiration that came obviously from um, the DLC of Borderlands Two, uh, Dragons Keep, um, and uh, then that was just genius in itself, um, and the kind of the the play on um, the 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 sort of like tongue in cheek nature of it um, of of the players, it, the sort of like almost the the meta sort of re- references that were out there in the world of of you can that the enemy is way too hard for a first level okay let's change that and like can't you make can't you make c4 more more sort of um fantasy based and say okay well how about have fantasy four um and those sort of things Mm -hmm. i will say a sidebar um it was fantastic to have kieran strange back in my ears um who played lorelei the trans character from borderlands 3 is back in this one as paladin mike um and there's a clever little nod to their character in borderlands 3 when they talk about the a, a popular barista um having lended them their character which i thought was quite fun mm. mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's super nice um so lucid what have you been up to this uh well recently uh i i'm not uh responding to uh to chat as far as super auto pets <laughs> that's just a small uh thing thing that i've got like on the side or whatever Okay. Uh, I've I've been checking out like indie games though, uh, and I think twenty minutes till uh, twenty minutes till dawn actually kind of came out into its fuller release. It's been a demo up until now on Steam. Mm. Uh, it takes from the ideas of a couple of different games that exist out there, uh, Vampire Survivors being one of them, which has kind of been something that people have uh, uh, been been lauding as a, a nice little hit of a three dollar mm. game. I've been hearing um, such good things about that game from like so many yeah. people who popped on. So yeah, so uh, twenty minutes till dawn uh, expands on that uh, top-down shooter style, uh, uh, crawling around a game where you're facing just countless waves of enemies, uh, and it takes some inspirations from like Binding of Isaac as well, Ooh. in the way of like uh, the way they kind of like or diversify the characters that you use. 
and uh, kind of how like the upgrade trees work and everything like that. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a very interesting little game. And again, it's only three bucks. So interesting. And like, how is yeah. that game presented? Is it more like Vampire Survivors, where you're just in a big open plane, or is it like a more dungeon based, like Isaac? Yeah, where you're yeah. At- so it's completely, completely big open plane. Like okay. everything is stretches on forever. So very so Vampire still- Survivors then. Yeah, very, very Vampire Survivors. I think it's kind of the the solution to like. I like Vampire Survivors, but it d- definitely feels samey after a little while. Mm. I think this kind of makes it uh, feel like you know, there's there's multiple different ways you can kind of approach a uh, a game. Whereas so- Vampire Survivors is like eh, the builds are pretty solved in the way that they work uh, in that game. Okay. What's the pull of this one? What's like the narrative? Like, I'm I'm interested to see how it like differs uh, itself. It's it's uh you're you're just playing as witches. Uh, a couple of different uh choices. I think there's seven in all uh witches that you can play as. Each one has uh her own different little um uh thing that she does. Whether it's like you kill enemies and it uh, summons ghouls that attack other enemies or whether you, and these, their, their moves mostly synergize with items that you'll get like later in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Some of them just like one of them just has like more health than the rest, like double the health as everybody else. Um, Some of them shoot like fireballs every couple of shots, you know? Mm. So, Mm. uh, but yeah, they're just like fighting through these like eldritch horrors trying to uh, live until dawn. Well, that, that's actually piqued my interest. Eldritch Horrors is always yeah, an interesting thing yeah. to bring to your games. Uh, speaking of which, you've been playing a lot of spooky, spookum, spookum games recently. I know you've been mm-hmm. no-lifing uh, V Rising. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, listen, I'm done with V Rising now. We don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's all, it's all, but, it's all fine now. Yeah, I mean, but you put but a I, lot but of. But I did. I love, I love V Rising. It's, uh, it's, it's very, for early access, twenty bucks. It's honestly mm-hmm. quite a seal of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's got four different uh, separate tiers of uh, of upgrades. It's got a ton of different cosmetics that you can kind of like create your vampire castle however you want. It's uh, it's great. Can you sleep? Mm. Can you so sleep? It's a solid game. Uh, no, but you can make thralls, You're and you can also. Uh, I, I do have a little prison in my um, in my castle for um, uh, willing blood donors. So you can you can bring people back to your uh, your castle, and they'll uh, give you as much blood as you uh, you need, as long as you take care of them. Back for a quick sack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that mm-hmm. seems to be the exactly. the way exactly. of it. Listen, I'm actually on uh, Lucid's server, like doing like even though Lucid has pretty much done everything, I'm on the same server, yeah, like yeah. in my own little I, area, doing my own thing. But I've seen Lucid's castle; it is immense. It is it is yeah. it is massive. It is it's quite impressive. And uh, here I am over on the other side of the map being like, Lucid will constantly come over and, and try and like get me to move in with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried like, I tried to pull her into the, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Here's all the good stuff. You can have it from the get-go. And I'm like, no, I must suffer. I must, yeah. I must try and make my way through this game myself, which is probably why I haven't played it all that much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I've definitely been having a, a fun experience with it. I'm going at my own pace, it's good. So, it's, regardless uh, it's, of what other people uh, try and force me to do. Um, yeah, it's it's got a lot of promise. As uh, uh, you know, he- heading it, just what it is now. Uh, I think I think it's got a lot of promise for the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If this definitely. is what they put into it already, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but that's like early access, right? So I imagine there's like so much more content coming mm-hmm. for it at some point. Mm-hmm. Have they released? They, like, they um, didn't realize like how popular it would be. You know? Yeah. Have they? Because it's like kind of like Valheim cross Diablo esque, I guess, in that way. Um, uh, I wouldn't say the. Uh, no, I like in terms Diablo, of like it's just top but, down gameplay, like yeah, torchlight and, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Not I think. Um, I think the Valheim thing is definitely yeah, it is vampire Valheim for mm. for better or worse. Um, and it's definitely it definitely takes a lot of beats that they used when they made Battle Right, uh, and they've just kind of like refined those things. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's uh yeah satisfying little gameplay loop that they've got going on nice 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 uh right i will uh keep you up to date with everything that i've been doing yes, well, i've doing? basically mostly been playing fortnite uh, <laughs> uh it's becoming like a recurring yeah, sure, thing sure. for me that that has literally just been nothing but fortnite but they had this really cool event that ended off the last season where um it mm-hmm. was this really weird cinematic thing where you got into a, a giant bear mecha kind of like power rangers or voltron and course, you're like yeah shooting down massive asteroids and all the tanks and all this like enemy faction that had like invaded the map and oh. uh and okay. yeah the, the you destroy everything essentially and the it kicked me out of the game it kicked everybody out of the game again for like a, until the next day the servers went offline and like ah oh, damn I didn't know this was going to happen. I really wanted to continue to play Fortnite. And now it's back. They've like flipped everything on its head. Um, not literally, but like it's now the vibing phase. So it's a, just a huge, massive party. There is big orb balls that you can, like a theme park, go and take it around the map and like swing off things with plungers and ropes and these little plastic balls. It's a lot of fun. It's and Darth Vader is okay. now in the game I was too. Say, I, heard is, that, uh, I heard that Star Trek was there. Star Trek Star Wars, sorry, was there. Um mm-hmm. Isn't there a Doctor Who coming to Fortnite as well? Did I misread that I don't somewhere? Know. Did I read that somewhere? Have I, I, I just imagined that? Well, all I know is right now I have um, Obi Wan Kenobi with an Among Us crewmate as a backpack, cartwheeling across the map, and that's all I need in my life right now. Okay, that's that's my pick me up. But yeah, so that's Fortnite. Um, always crazy and uh speaking of of obi-wan kenobi um i was actually watching the obi-wan kenobi series and and all the other disney stuff because i still have um disney plus until the end of the year uh how have you been feeling about have we all seen obi-wan can we we talk about it freely you say no no no, you you, you can you can i don't care about spoilers uh i i've uh i don't know i found myself not incensed with uh Mm. well i mean after book of boba fett i'm not surprised yeah 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 if if you're tired of seeing old haggard versions of characters wandering around on tatooine uh you should watch what's what's coming (laughs) yeah yeah, I, I I watched I watched the first episode of Boba Fett too, and I was just like, oh, okay, this, huh? No, I'm good. Uh, back to mm-hmm. back to just waiting for the next season of Star Wars Visions, I guess. I got into, yeah. I think I got yeah. to season. Sorry, I, I got to episode two of Boba Fett. I gave I gave it one episode as kind of like a well, they're setting the scene. Um, but then when it got to like the second yeah. one of like he's still just wandering around this bloody desert. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And those flash the, yeah. the flashbacks that weren't flashbacks and they weren't really helpful um we're no. just getting kind of like there's only so many times you can sit around with sand people um yeah, yeah and they had some weird like indigenous kind of like spiritualism stuff going yeah, on there too, some so. very interesting ideas there 
Yeah. Was, uh, but Obi-Wan was very good. Very confused. Obi-Wan's good. I, yeah. I, I, I quite like the idea. And I, Obi-Wan is okay. I wouldn't say it's good. It's better than anything else I've seen on there so far. It's 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 not as good as season one of Mandalorian, but it's better than season two. So that's that's what I'll say. I think it gives about it so I think it gives people most of what they want. I think it's mm. I think I think what's good about it is it's not giving them everything that they want. Because what they want mm. is mm. old like Obi-Wan running around with his lightsaber bossing the place. Whereas yeah. I think what people are struggling with from what I see on the internet is the fact that they're worried about Obi-Wan being emasculated um, because he's he's running around and he's not as good as he was and he can't use the force anymore and all this sort of stuff. And it's like... Well, he's lost his connection to the force. That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect like, sense. He shut you, himself you off. Completely, like, yeah. um, you've been isolated away for 10 years yeah. and mm-hmm. you've, you've just obviously got more int- got more interested in chopping up fish than you have using the force mm. yeah well you know i feel like um he's he's in hiding and he has to be stay in hiding to protect himself and and like luke but it also feels like that's a massive excuse for him just not wanting to get involved in things oh, yeah. or you know just feeling like a a giant failure after yeah. what happened um totally lazy. With the, the prequel trilogy totally lazy. which makes perfect sense and it, 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 um, it sort and of tracks with yoda as well because yoda when you met them and when you met yoda in empire strikes back he was sort of like hobbling around and he could barely do anything um because he'd been in isol- yeah. he'd been in kind of um not isolation it's not it's not COVID. they didn't have covid um <laughs> uh, been in exile been exile so that's the word yeah. thank you um yeah and uh, yeah been in the exile for so long that he'd obviously just lost his way yeah, it's so kind it of works. a repeating theme. Yeah, and I I love where they're going with the story with it. I love what they're doing. I will say some of the direction. The only thing that's getting me is like some of the direction is like very iffy. Some of the choices and like how they're setting up scenes and uh, in terms of like how the, how they're actually like presenting things the, from a directing standpoint. The funniest one, and I can't remember which episode it was. I think it might have been episode three or something. But it's the the, the one where on the back of the truck and they're going down the road and they have to stop at this laser gate thing. Um, yeah. of these three laser bars that go across and it's like oh my god how will we get across it and you're just like <laughs> it's just like the post at the end there's a whole load of land around the end of the post they just walk around just walk around it yeah that's, they just spent ages worrying it's... about how they can get through this thing and it's just like I, i'm around the gate i'm back around the gate i'm around the gate i'm back around the gate I'm sure there's nice. some in-universe reason, like you know, had some kind of detectors because they, they went around the there. Or... They had to have the truck. Maybe it was, it was a long way. There was nothing to go and well, walk. Well, that's to. the thing. They, they, they didn't. Walk, they didn't get back on the truck after no. they opened the gate. No, they, they just didn't. walked. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't make any sense. Um, I will say some of the acting is a little bit hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I I love what's oh god what's what's her oh god I forget the actor's name is it Moses Ingram yes. Is that the actor's name? Yes. I actually, I, I love her to death. Um, I think some of the directing choices with her in the first episode were very weird, but ever since then, for everything that's been subsequent to that, loving her 100%. Totally. And again, I think it's down to the direction more than anything Ooh. else. Wrong button. Sorry. And, uh, um, and the direction. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I, I, I panicked and I pressed the wrong button on my desk. Um, no, I, I, I just wanted to kind of interject a little bit because I think Moses Ingram has obviously mm. been having an exceptionally rough time. Yes, and I think of course, yeah. none of what we're saying here and none of the sort of criticisms that we're leveling at them is any is any way related to their ethnicity, their background, their anything. And he's, she 
is a great actor. We've seen her in loads of other things as well. She's brilliant. And I think you're absolutely right. In future episodes, she got a lot better. I think she had a rough ride mm-hmm. in that first episode. And I think she had a rough ride. I literally think it's just Because directing. they kind of... Um, it, the yeah. character choices that and, they chose. And the, bit of the writing mm-hmm. as well. They gave her some really heavy, moustache-twirling, sort of evil dialogue to try to deal with. And there's no way of delivering that without sounding like a pantomime villain sort of thing. And it just... Mm. I th- there is... I think like I was very very questioning and I was like I don't want to like be highly too critical because obviously like I'm being critical of everything within the series obviously but I don't want to give any credence to any a-holes online who are just being racist assholes for the sake of it you know Um, but like what really shone for me was there was the end of I think episode two where she's just walking through um, Obi-Wan's like hiding away and she's just walking through with the lightsaber like in the dark just talking him i'm like this is so intimidating and so cool um this scene and like that really says like yes oh oh okay the they they've 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 this is this is what i want this is what i want so much and um yeah i really i think the character really works and like none of the every all of the all of all of the criticism online it's so painfully clear to see mm-hmm. that it's just based on on race it's based on not only like putting putting um uh um a person of color in like one of the main roles of of a star wars project which again in the past has has seen the same kind of vitriol mm-hmm. come online but it's um also like giving them so much to do and also like putting a woman in that position as well like the these asshats online just completely they literally don't give them a chance. It's really nice to have seen like Disney at least come out and um, Ewan McGregor come out and make those statements this time to say, mm-hmm. listen, it's not okay yeah. to 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 be this kind of asshat. And it's literally like they're saying, if, you, if you're being that way, if you're being racist, you are not a Star Wars fan. You have no place in the community, which was nice to see. And it also, um, it crosses least. universes as well, as well because... Um... Anson Mount, who plays Captain Pike in Strange New World, Star Trek, um, came out and, mm. and there's quite a lot of support coming from Star Trek actors as well. So yeah, that was sort of good. a good bit of sci-fi uh, cast ganging up and, and sort of pulling rank and everything else and really sort of protecting their own, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else you been the only other thing that I will be critical of um, in, in Obi-Wan, by the way, is... Um, Okay, so there's a child actor who plays Lair. It's the child actor whose name I forgot, unfortunately, but they were the kid in Bird Box. They're very hit and miss as well. Um, there are these scenes I, where they're like running away from 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 bad people, and it's hilarious because like they they're tiny and they're running away. There's yeah. multiple scenes where they're running away from people. And it's like you can literally take several strides and just literally grab them. I don't know why they're having this much trouble chasing a child. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so again, I, I, that's mostly about directing, though. I was going to say, some I, I, choices yeah, that have I, made. I think I, I think again, Star Wars has a, a a bit of a history with child actors um we've only got to think mm. back to to episode one where there was far too many kids on screen and it was all getting very lumpy um and the similar i think episode three as well the the kid that was in the the, the kid jedi that was about to be slaughtered um the acting kind of deserved it I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, kids are kids at the end of the day. I mean, you, 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 my expectation is that, you know, kids 
are not going to be the best actors unless you're like going into like Stranger Things, which is something else I've been watching. Yeah, but um, they need help. It's then, be very they? hit and on I think that's the help bit that, that doesn't come mm. through. I don't know what it is about Star yeah. Wars, but they cannot I, work. With I will. Kids. <laughs> I will never be like one of these people who goes online and said that this person is a terrible actor. They're no, a kid. They're exactly. a kid. You know what do you expect? Not every kid's going to be like the greatest actor in the world and for what they're given they do a pretty good job with it so yeah they capture like again some of the the, the story choices are, are mind-boggling um with with some of the the some of the choices that they make for for lair like being like trusting and then not trusting and then like causing issues to happen so you're like the audience is you expect the audience to side with this <laughs> kid here who's making doing really stupid choices even though it doesn't make any, you know, it's fine. That was frustrating about it. So there are a little bit of ups and downs in that series. But um, one thing I have really been enjoying is the new Stranger Things. Yes. I don't know if you all watch the new Stranger yes. Things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, first thing, I want to call them out for for separating the last two episodes and putting it off to a future date because you nope. know that I think, just I think so they can good. get. I you like think it's it. good? I mean, yeah. okay, so I don't like binging things, right? I don't like the idea mm-hmm. of like binging things. I actually really love the weekly release schedule that that other yes, places same. have. But the I'd, only much, reason, I'd much rather have weekly release. Mm-hmm, the only reason that I, I'm I'm taking umbrage with the uh, fact that they've separated off the last two episodes is because it's such a clear ploy to get you to like sub again the next month because they're they're sub. Oh, ne- sure, right. Netflix yeah, needs it. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Netflix needs yeah. it. But like, um, crazy, crazy I, how I have Plex, so. What did you all think of, Good for of, them. This, of this season? I think it was the best season since season one, yep. actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it was a uh, return to form. Yep. I think they kind of, maybe maybe uh, the, the show blew up quite a bit and maybe they lost some, some focus of what they started out mm-hmm. with in season one. And this was a return to, to that. No more like movie blockbuster, like 4th of July style movie, mm. uh, giant monster things from season three. Like none of that. Like very practical effects, very monster movie-esque, you know, like they even, I mean, they have Robert uh, England as the main villain, right? Like very uh, going back to the 80s style mm. Mm. Uh, uh, monster story and uh, done really well. Uh, really compelling like uh acting from everybody that's involved um kind of missed my my steve and dustin uh uh team up but past mm. that you know yeah uh, yeah they they work incredibly well together i think the only yeah. thing that kind of bugs me about it is that it's it's because of covid obviously it's supposed to have been what like nine months or a year or something yeah no, no that's one. and like they've I, I heard a lot of people yeah that are like well they look too old i'm like well we had a we had a you know, you know, there was this pandemic. whole time where people yeah. couldn't, like, you know, be together. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but like, I've absolutely been loving it. I love the fact that it feels kind of. I'm not going to go into spoilers, but I love the fact that it feels kind of like um, it meets uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, essentially. I like, yes. I, yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact that, as as Lucid said, that they, it's, it's managed to recapture that kind of season one vibe. And I think mm-hmm. I remember watching the last season. And I feel like I tuned out halfway through. I th- I genuinely think yeah. to myself, I I yeah. don't actually recall whether I finished that season or not. And I think it was right. just because it was getting more and more twisty, turny, bombastic, and everything else. And it's just like I don't. You're. It's obvious they were struggling to try and find a way through that really worked. And I think this one yep. tighter. I love the fact you had 
and still have some of those stories happening in sync and then very separate in different parts of the world mm-hmm. with different mm. characters. I like breaking up, breaking them up a bit. Um, and good for Kate Bush. I thought Eleven's story was amazingly compelling. Yeah. Brilliantly well. Brilliantly well We're finally back to... It feels like she was just kind of left by the wayside yeah. for so long. Exactly. They did the one-off episode in season two yeah. where it's just like, well, maybe she's got some other people within yeah. like this... Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. that that was a, a stunning part of the this. Season. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm just super happy that Kate Bush is now back in the charts, higher than she's ever been. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah absolutely. I do, I do think that particular scene where that that song plays is what literally probably oh, oh, the best scene yeah. in the whole yeah, show. Absolutely, and uh, really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. I will say. Um, I, I really think what makes this this particular season so um, compelling is that mm-hmm. there is a central like mystery there around a specific character. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, two 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 mysteries, let's say, um, with Eleven's background and and this this central character who's yeah. Vecna, for instance, um, and the fact that they kind of like interweave those two without spoiling anything they interweave mm-hmm. those two stories and how it recontextualizes stuff from the first season as well is very very yep. cool and uh yeah, it's, I, it's done extremely well yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I also like the yes. kind of bolt-on story on the side as well that's happening over in russia um yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's a nice bit of fun. I can take or leave that. To be fair, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. I I do think, I think it flesh like it, I I think that's kind of like to to write off some things they introduced in season yeah. three and say, mm. oh yeah, well we kind of we kind of introduced like a lot of different like portions to kind of have a a real villain from season three outside of you know Billy and everything that happened there. So. Mm here's this thing that's still going on i guess like oh yeah okay i do feel like that inclusion was like very very comical in season three and it didn't make a lot of sense uh in terms of the story like it it just felt like this big budget action movie in season three Mm -hmm. um I don't know, I can't remember the name of the, the film. Is it like Red Dawn or something like that? I don't mm. know, whenever... Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. Red Dawn. Yeah. Like Red Dawn. Um, and it just, it never really like sat well with me. And the fact that they 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 have to like dive into this now, it definitely feels like they wrote themselves into a corner with that particular yep. character. And now they're trying to write themselves out of it again. Um, yep. It's it's kind of been nice for like the comic relief of those those scenes, yeah. I guess. But I'm I'm not heavily invested in that because it doesn't really tie into the, the story. Everything else is, is so well like neatly interwoven together and and that just seems to be like by its i have a feeling it will do though hopefully i'm i'm excited to see what they do in the last two episodes yeah. and i'm really excited to see where this cliffhanger uh where we left it ends up yeah going. um Absolutely. that that reveal at the end is amazing but i'm really like the the specifically um nancy's character what they do with, with nancy and where that's mm-hmm. gonna go and um, the 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 camera trick that they pull as well, the expectations when they're like climbing yes. the rope, and then mm. everybody, you know, every everything happens normally, and then when when it happens to Nancy, it's just like, yes, okay, cool, that was so unexpected, and and like you've got me, you've gripped. I knew me. it was going to happen. I didn't I didn't know who it was going to be. It was it was interesting that it was Nancy. The only mm-hmm. thing I got I'm very interesting. Uh, the, the only thing I've got, but I knew I knew that that something of that nature. I was like, okay, who's going to yeah, be? So, so uh, someone's not going to make it. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's an interesting choice. The only thing I could live without, and I've got to be careful how to say this without blowing it too much, but with the final kind of like reveal of the the lineage mm-hmm. of the big bad, um, 
if you hadn't have figured it out by the time that segment had ended, we really didn't mm-hmm. need that last bit, which really does confirm yeah. a certain, yeah. a certain mm-hmm. tattoo. And it's like, yeah. we've got it. We it's don't fine. need that bit. We've yeah. got it. Like if you haven't got it by this point, just turn it off. It's not for you. Like <laughs> the moment, <laughs> the moment that actor appeared yeah. on screen, um, I don't want to go into spoilers here, but the moment they appeared on screen, um, I I knew I knew there was a connection yeah, there. It's the eyes, and yeah, it was so sure the eyes are the same. nice. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, like it, it's so the, the similarity is is yeah. crazy. There's uh, again, also I'm trying so hard not to spoil anything. <laughs> I know my um, partner's got a really interesting thing that he does a lot better um, when watching TV shows and stuff. But if there's a well-known celebrity in a bit part, that's not going to stay a bit part for too long. Like if you're watching kind of like a sure. a crime drama or an NCIS, they always sit there going, well, he's the baddie. Well, how do you know? It's like, oh, he's been in all yeah, these shows course, as well. Yeah. It's like, well, great. Well, let's just turn it off then. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't realize until somebody told me um, sometime last week that he was the uh, one of the actors in Sweeney Todd mm. as well. Mm-hmm. So like, I, right, yeah. And I'm like, all I can imagine is just like that other form of the character, just like singing now, and it's like hilarious <laughs> yeah. in my head. It's it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. 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 right then, uh, I think it's uh, best that we move on to a section we like to call what well, we used to call mere bite-sized news, but now I changed it to bite-sized news because I didn't want to sound too big-headed uh, on the podcast every single fair, fair. Uh, two weeks. So, uh, but this is where we go over everything. Go over everything gaming in the news recently, and uh, one of the things that happened in the news recently is um, Xbox revealed all of its like stuff that it's doing for Pride, uh, including. Um, and I don't know if you're you're ready for this, Robin. You're ready for this. So they sent out specific uh, influencers, these these wonderful uh, uh, pride controllers. Now they did. Oh my god, yours is so different to mine. I'm like, I'm trying to keep mine like sleek and yeah, nice, and you've got no, like shit crazy. Okay, so <laughs> for those yeah. of you who who aren't, oh yes, for those, for, for those of you, yeah, I was going to say for those of you listeners. listening to audio, <laughs> we are holding up pride controllers. The story goes is that last year, um, Xbox released um, the pride controller, which Mia also had one of. I didn't get one, mind Xbox, thank you. Um, but uh, here we go. So for the for the listeners, Mia's going to hold up uh, the pride. <laughs> we'll show you the pride controller. So that was the that was the one that was released last year, and it has changed. Actually, I've noticed as well. The, the, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really really popular, but they, they never made it on. They never put it on sale. It only ever got released to to influencers. Wow, that is a big change, actually. Yeah. Um, so again, for those listening on podcast, Mia's holding up two controllers. <laughs> one of the last year's one, and one of this year's one, and it became so popular that uh this year they went on to the xbox design lab so you can go on the xbox design lab um and you can design your own so you can pick mm-hmm. the standard design lab rules apply you can pick your uh top plate which is the pride uh, design there's 30 odd different flags all tucked away in there including two spirit which is good to see as well it's lovely um and then you pick obviously all the personalizations when it comes to all the different colors um and yes. yeah and what it like what did you go for also just to say this is hashtag for me hashtag free product i'm not sure if this is hashtag ad uh yes it's hashtag ad hashtag Hashtag sponsored as well because full disclosure xbox is the sponsor of digipride we'll come on to that in just a sec um 
yeah, so hashtag all those things. Um, what did you get done? Right. I want to see what right. you got okay, done. Hold on. You haven't showed okay. it off. Yeah, yeah. So um, the problem is with with that level of crazy going on on the home on the the top plate to do anything other than just white sticks white buttons and white everything else you just have to go slightly crazy so i went for i, I wasn't going to say it looked like somebody threw up on your controller but yeah, um well, yeah, I, I did <laughs> at least i didn't go for the basic bitch uh, buttons which you did so there we go uh, uh, um, excuse me this is very classy just explain <laughs> to everybody what you got done and then we'll move on to my clearly superior one yellow sticks uh white buttons uh the metallic pink uh d-pad which is lovely um i went for mm-hmm. uh trans bumpers and triggers um nice. and i did rubber grips i have two complaints mm. one the it, it's actually it's a lovely design but it is too busy and you do have to then be boring to make it work in the design and that's for me that just goes against the idea of the design lab you can change all these things but if you just do white 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 and white then that's just predictable and boring um but the the other thing as well is you can do rubber grips on the back and you can do rubber grips mm-hmm. on these sides as well and if you do the if you opt for the rubber grips on the side option it just it was going to wash out specifically going to wash out some of the design, some of the design and, yes. and and also some of the key flags as well which is 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 that's about it but hey i'm i'm okay okay I'm okay okay, okay. you've shown off I, your rainbow vomit you also doing engaging uh, engraving as well so i did a little bit of self promo for gaming mag okay cool well let's look at my superior controller for a second here one. um black your so this is my one it's got the colored buttons because of course because pride is i've gotten for the basic black for the actual like um sticks and the actual d-pad because i like to be able to see the buttons that i'm pressing um on the back i've actually gone for the rubberized grips across it is covering up some of the design but i value being able to hold my controller and game correctly uh while while i'm you using it and community. on the back I've gone for uh, I've gone I've gone for trans colors, yeah. but you know, like including the whites in the trans flag as well, which is you yeah, know that's, that's part cool. of the flag. And so the, you know, I I personally, fair. I personally, you know what? Like, listen, <laughs> it wouldn't have worked together color wise if I'd chosen the lighter pink. All right, I like the hot pink. Okay, it's fine. And there's like there's a normal pink over there, so it's okay. But let's just let let's just say like I've got my own engraving on there too, which you can't really see. I can't see nearby it. there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's too bright. My my lights are too bright, but that's fine. Every every controller a, is valid. Um, and that's the every controller is valid, and that's the point, right? You can go into the design the lab the design and you lab. can make it your own. Exactly. So. And you part with eight, <laughs> you part with eighty pounds, uh, which is an absolute bargain, of course. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> let's just agree that both are better than last year's, which yes. is nice, but they're very basic. Yeah. And um, you know, well, they got my back. What's on the back of last this? year? Oh, it says, um, show your pride on every side. That was a slogan from last yeah. year. I'm actually had this Apart on the new the back, one. Which is go white. Up, so I switched <laughs> um, cool. Yes. So that's the pride. Hashtag sponsor, yeah. hashtag, hashtag sponsor, um, hashtag ad, hashtag ad. thank you, Xbox. Yes, thank you, Xbox. I appreciate it. Even though mine wasn't anything to do with gaming, but uh, thank you anyway. Appreciate you. All right. So now that that's out of the way, tell us about uh, everything that's coming up oh, yeah. in the next couple of months. Yeah, we should have done this bit first, really, shouldn't we? Never mind. Um, probably, yeah, that would probably be a good, a good idea. That's <laughs> yeah. my bad. Uh, I'm yes. so excited about sharing this controller because exactly. it's the audio listeners who can't see it. 
exactly. But take our word for it that it's excellent. It's not worth eighty pounds. Um, so yeah, we are. <laughs> we're, <laughs> hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. Hashtag I think sponsored. I think it is personally. Hashtag, you know what? If you're going to go in there, told us to be honest. I'm being honest. It's not worth eighty pounds. Um, I'm being honest. I think it is. Well, there you go. Very good. Mm-hmm. Digipride started on the 1st of June this month. We're back for the third year. Um, It's three months of Pride-related activities because Pride lasts more than just June, everyone, remember? Um, And Mm -hmm. uh, we are running all the way from June through August on Game Magazine here on Twitch, our social media, our Discord, all the wonderful places that Game Magazine is very active. Uh, We mentioned it earlier, a big thank you to our sponsors. Uh, Digipride in 2022 is presented by Xbox. We're sponsored by 2K, Arcade Spirits, New Challengers, Devolver Digital, and Wizards of the Coast. So thank you to all those wonderful people for supporting the queer community and doing all these wonderful things. Mm. Across um, June, July, and August, we have uh, not only our ongoing shows of Let's Go Gaming for Digipride, this wonderful podcast, which we're welcoming on some really special guests throughout the summer, as well as some of the guests from our sponsors to come and talk about some wonderful things that they're doing. Um, But we also have some special panels coming up, everyone. So um, this Saturday coming, so June 18th, we have our Rising Stars of Streaming panel. This is our uh, wonderful people uh, from who... Uh, start that one again our wonderful people from the gaming awards uh, who were nominated and won and became the class of 2022 of the lgbtq rising star award um so four of them mm-hmm. luke boogie uh, it's me holly awkwardish panda and Kodagor chan are all going to be coming up and talking about their lives and being streaming and being a rising star so that's on the 18th of june later on in june we have a wonderful uh talk about the queer history of video game makers uh then we have panels in july about queer games makers talking about obviously making and creating impactful lgbt games but the wonderful people from safe in our world coming and talking about uh self-care and the importance of mental health for gamers um and then into all of our panels we have the power of queer comics we're talking about um queer comics so uh they're the panels that are coming up we have an amazing amazing uh way of finishing off did you pride on the 20th of august uh, is a charity one-shot uh, in aid of the It Gets Better project. And we will be playing, mm. uh, that's, a, that's a D&D one-shot, I should say. Um, we are playing the Gaming Award-winning Adventuring with Pride. Um, so it's a wonderful uh, supplemental done by the fabulous Jack Dixon. Um, we're doing one of their stories. Um, that is on the 20th of August. Um, we have an all-star cast with uh, the wonderful Cypher of Tyre, Tanya DePass, uh, DMing, and then we're joined by um, one, two, three, four, five, six other wonderful people, including um, Brian and Eugenio, who have been on this podcast before, uh, very recently actually talking about them. Um, they did two weeks ago playing Arcade Spirits with you. Not on the podcast, yes, yeah, on, on Let's yeah, Go Gaming, but they no, were on, on the podcast as well, um, uh, talking about D&D's. They've, they've been on the podcast in the past. Just as a reminder as well, um, we are raising money for charity all yes. of DigiPride long on Let's Go Gaming for the it, it Gets Better project. So if you do want to pop on into that and like do donate generously, yeah. it's a fantastic cause. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the, the Tiltify set up here as well, I think. So that should be 
available. Yeah, at any point you can use you exclamation point charity, charity in chat and, yeah. and yeah, you can you can donate. Just Hell yeah. Give some oh, yeah. money to a fantastic cause. Um we also debuting new this year for Digi Pride is our is some of the esports stuff. Um so starting in July um, our friends over at CMSA, the Chicago Metropolitan Sports Association, who run virtual esports tournaments, um, are running some fantastic things with us. Um, some wonderful games. You can go and join them. You can jump into League of Legends and Dead by Daylight and other wonderful uh, esportsy things and try your hand out on some esports. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the middle. I think it's New York time. It's still going on today. Um, New York City Gamers is doing their Pride School Festival. Um, which is Extreme 3 this year. Um, at It's a hybrid event, so you can go online, uh, gamers.nyc forward slash registration, um, or you can go, if you're in New York City, by any chance, right now, um, you can head on down to Samsung 837 um, to their physical event that's taking place, and it's all for free, and it's all wonderful. Uh, and the last one is our competitions. Um, all the way through, all of our wonderful sponsors are giving away some fabulous things. Um, I can't tell you what the Xbox One is, but it sort of makes sense in what we just talked about um and the head over to gamemag.com forward slash competitions uh there is one competition currently live which is from arcade spirits and you can go and win yourself a nintendo switch oled and of course a copy of arcade spirits to play said game on and also i think five runners up also get a copy of the game as well so oh yeah i will say um oled is definitely worth it even if you have a switch so into that competition definitely that's great definitely Um, all that and more loads of articles uh, just go to gamemag.com forward slash digipride and we'll celebrate it all the way through cool 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 so a lot of stuff to be getting on with there go check that out now I want to talk about how E3 doesn't exist anymore but it still kind of exists and it's kind of like this weird nebulous thing that is like there and not there at the someone same time the official Jeff, event doesn't exist someone called it jeff3 on twitter the other day and i did giggle <laughs> I, I, I did giggle, i did giggle quite quite much g3 listen <laughs> listen jeff Keighley oh. five years ago started out to replace all gaming events and now mm. he's like subsumed them all well, it's yeah. coming he's, he's getting there he's getting there he's he's sort of <laughs> taken it over pushed it to one side set it on fire and then replaced it with exactly the same thing because at the end of this yeah. year's broadcast, they confirmed that Summer Games Fest is coming back for year three um, in it in, is, in yeah. person. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like right. it's just, it will it will be the uh, the and E three three they aren't having this year, but they might be back next year. Listen, you can yeah. run as much as you like, but Jeff is going to hunt you down and show you his <laughs> world premieres. That's, that's that's right. It's going to happen. So um, did, uh, how have we been feeling about this non-E3 E3? Um, I kind of yeah. thought that the main Summer Games Fest show was pretty mid. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to know. remember if last year was very good. I can't remember because, last year, to be fair. Because the way in which like uh, uh, game reveal shows normally go is there's normally a really hot year, and then there's just kind of eh. Mm. And I'm trying to remember if last year was a huge reveal year or not, because this year has just felt like, I mean, a lot of the things they've announced are 2023, right? Uh, yeah. There's not much that's really like happening this year that we're we're announcing. So. They all look very samey too. Like, there's a lot to of say, yeah. I, guess, 
I guess last year was Elden Ring and everything like mm. that. So yeah, it was it was pretty pretty hype. Yeah, there, there didn't seem to be anything like big this year, like drawing no. anybody in. I think like they no. ended with like Last of Us news. We found out oh, that what the do you game mean? Being... You're not yeah, and Last of Us. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, Last of Us Again? Part One yeah. Take Three or something. Yeah, you don't want to pay seventy dollars for the third remake of Last of Us in ten years? Mm, not particularly. Isn't that isn't yeah. that exciting? No. Yeah, or you know, watch the HBO show in a very long extended segment where they just talk. <sighs> to the voice actors for 10 minutes uh it was yeah. really cool yeah that was that was fun um oh was, yeah was exciting. there anything like that you did love the look of though like was anything that stuck out to you or was it like god now i'm now i'm trying to remember uh, saints row like, i i honest yeah 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 you know what? that, that the, is what i called my favorite thing the, of the, the uh the, the thing. That, and it was a, de- it's a it. demo yeah, you, you can go and get it now and just start yeah. playing with the bosses and it, it's just a yeah, character the saints mm-hmm. it's just a character creator it's genius what they've done yep. just cut it out and just chuck it out yep. there and i've seen so many now have started to be created already i've i've seen five different morbiuses so far <laughs> no nice Morbid time <laughs> i will say my my favorite moment of the entire show um, not my favorite game, but my favorite moment in the entire show was when they teased that uh, Dead Island 2 had been taken over by a new dev when they started this trailer. And it looked like yeah. a, um, a, a, the Dead Island 2 trailer, but with a different graphics engine. So I was just sat there questioning, Great they job a on new studio? Did they, yeah. did they let somebody else yeah. take it over on a lower budget? What the hell's going on here? And it turned out to be a Goat Simulator Goat sequel, Simulator just 3. ripping the yeah. piss yeah. out of the fact that yeah, yep. that 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 Dead Island Two just is non-existent now. I guess no, after no. the acquisition of whatever um, studio it was. Yeah, I think you're it? right. I think I think the most exciting thing is Saints Row. I'm I'm like trying to reach back. Like honestly, Day of the Devs was infinitely more interesting than anything that was yes, shown at the. Uh, definitely. Like honestly, it just there were there were so many more compelling things that I saw in uh, Day of the Devs where I was just like, oh, I'll absolutely mm. play those. Mm. All the indie ones were super interesting, like that Time Flies game. Uh, I want to be a fly for however many seconds um, and just buzz around for a bit. The super pixel art game, um, Underhill or whatever it is, Mm, mm. uh, looked looked really good. uh, And and the way that they're going to use like dynamic lighting and everything within pixel art uh, looks looks very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Day of the Dev just had a lot of a lot of winners, honestly, comparative to the the show where I was just like, oh. Okay, I mean the mm. Warhammer thing looked fine. Uh, the the bounty hunter like Warhammer shooter game. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I will say. I mean, the, the only things that kind of got me um, kind of interested were were I think it's called Routine that robot thing. But it's, there's a, only the snippet yeah. of gameplay there. Um, it's yeah. like there's there's robots. It kind of looks like Terminator. You walk down some stairs and then get attacked. Right. And apparently there's that, there's Callisto Protocol, but we already got that at State of Play like two mm-hmm. days before. Yeah. Yeah. So like, just, I mean, we got to see like gameplay, but it's mm-hmm. like uh, okay. I think that's the problem. I, think, I don't think they showed anything that much different. It was just like an extended it's trailer, just the same thing. I believe. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I think that's the problem. They showed off that it will literally be Dead Space. Yeah, it's it's and that's great because I love Dead Space. But I think I think you know? it it just there needed to be more editing there really needed to be that kind of like mm-hmm. syncing up between those things because as you rightly say you had state of play then you had the games fest and it's same some of them were the same videos even it's so i i, yeah. I sort of understand yeah. that but you've literally like if this was one event you wouldn't go on one stage and just do the same presentation then go to the stage next door and do a, the same presentation like right you, you would sync right. all these things together so obviously that what they're lacking with this is that sort of continuity between all of these different uh all these different streams that being said gotham knights look really good as well um 
Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Gothic, Gothic, that even appeared, to be fair. Yeah. I do. I think it's okay. Uh, I, I am a comic book nerd. So Midnight Suns looks fun because mm. I like Midnight mm. Suns. Not so, not so. I mean, the, the game, the game seems interesting, teams. too, because I think it's supposed to be like kind of XCOM-y, right? Yeah, it looks I like I think that's, that's their whole plan for it. So I like that. Uh, also, we get Morbius in that game because mm. Morbius <laughs> is part of the Midnight Suns storyline, obviously. Um, so that, that actually looks neat, but I also don't really have a lot of stock in video game properties of Marvel stuff. Yeah, because they true. just kind of turn to be like kind of middling. True. But just like as a comic book nerd, I'm just like, oh yeah, Midnight Suns is is really cool, like compelling comic book stuff. Mm. I'd I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um was, yeah. was nobody like amazed at the the five minutes of Dwayne the Rock Johnson just talking to camera? God. Hey, who wants to be oh, here for me to show my energy drink and talk about my like uh you know fortress of a gym? All right, see you later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. here's the trailer for, for Black Adam. I mean, the amount of money oh, that cool, exists in that world, and you still had to yeah. have him holding his own camera just looking at as if as if he's on a call. Um, but hey, well, don't forget the energy relate, drink. That's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. He, the, doesn't, again, he doesn't have a setup like this, you know? <clears throat> no. The only no. thing I care about, uh, I, the, the things I actually did care about, the, the fact that like there's so many like down moments there and it was like it was just boring me to tears in these segments that just went on because yeah. Jeff has this weird like obsession with celebrity oh, at certain God. points. I was expecting does, Kojima yeah. to show up at some point and then they just have a, a back and forth of, of how good friends they are. I was, the I was too busy vomiting at yeah. first, the first yeah. five minutes, the first two guests that came on had to stop all proceedings yeah. to go but we're here tonight to celebrate you jeff and this is like we're so grateful yeah. that you do this jeff and it's just like oh come on please stop go this. and have sex yeah. elsewhere like it's just oh I, I could do i could do without that just show me the game trailers yeah. and that's something i actually quite liked about the xbox yes, Bethesda showcase. Was was li- literally shut up which as it as it has been uh, i think that was it was really transformative, I think, uh, back in 2017 or 2018 when Microsoft decided to make their show just trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd have a little bit every now and then, and they did, they did that this time as well, where they'd come out and have somebody talk for, like, a two a minute or two. But they made a decision uh, to change the... It was the same year that Sony decided to go, like, Art House Nouveau with theirs, where they moved from, like, five different locations for their uh, for all of their uh, reveals. Mm-hmm. Um but like Xbox is just like, we know what works. We're literally just going to play trailers and then uh, introduce other trailers. Like that's it. Uh, and it works perfectly. Uh, it's, it's a tried and true formula. They didn't have a lot to show off this year, but at least nothing compelling. But it still was, uh, you know, uh, they did one thing. And it's definitely more memorable. They did it, they did it really well, which is the fact that yep. all of the games they're releasing in the next 12 months. I thought that was clever. Yes, I think yes. that was. That was I think good. that's that's yeah, that's that's smart for yeah. them. They did they did a couple things that you'll notice uh, repeating. Obviously, they they mentioned the the twelve months thing. They did Game Pass with a lot of these things to let you know mm-hmm. that obviously you'll be able to play these day one. And I think it was uh, very important that they tagged at least important for them, not just important overall, but important for them as marketing is they tagged a lot of the uh, things with over however many million people play over like this many people are already excited about this thing. You should be excited about it too. Like that's, that's smart on their part. You know, Uh, it's really, really well done history out there as well. Totally. And I, I like so many of their games are always like, we're going to reveal like the, the most popular RPG for 30 years. We're going to do this 25 year history thing. We're going to absolutely really kind of cement in the fact that some of these games are legacy games. 
And I think that here's that our yeah here's well. our longest running franchise flight simulator exactly. now getting all this new with Halo right with exactly. Halo in flight simulator yes I, come on <laughs> I was about to say I know for a fact nicotine is gonna like be amazed at all <laughs> yeah, the new flight simulators maybe not Halo but yeah yeah but I mean it's just um, genius and I just think that they. The, the promise of a game like people watch this and, and they want to get excited about playing games and they but they want to play the game now mm-hmm. like what's the point really i know what they're up to but what's the point in having like state of play like here's here's one more clip from final fantasy 16 that will be out right somewhere whenever we feel yeah, like absolutely. it but in the meantime i'm just going to toss you a, a tiny little snack just a little snack of that and that'll keep you busy for another yeah. year or so and distract you from the fact mm, we yeah. haven't done anything else recently and i just think it's like it yeah xbox very clever here's what you're going to play in the next yeah. 12 months full stop oh and by yeah. the way most of it's on game pass so keep buying game pass please and right, seriously yeah. who would mind this is what this is, is not hashtag sponsored games. okay this bit is not hashtag sponsored but who yeah. wouldn't buy a game pass these days obviously people that yeah. don't have xboxes but even if you had a pc buy a demo but and it's also on samsung tvs they're, oh yeah they have the cloud they're, gaming they're bringing, too they're, they're bringing so. cloud gaming yeah. to samsung tvs and stuff as well. i literally used that today to log into fortnite because i didn't want to start up my gaming pc i literally used it to log into the fortnite and check the fortnite store <laughs> to see what new items yep. were on there um that's that's what i use it for that's but it's uh it's it's I, still not usable at this point i don't think any cloud gaming services no. are that usable unless you're playing like an rts no, or no. Like unless you have a huge thing. uh uh like a completely consistent internet connection like yeah mm. cloud gaming just takes like so much exactly um, was there was there anything that that, that that there are so many resources that you need for that unless you're living in a city with like google fiber it's not going to work mm-hmm. out was there anything that jumped out of you from the xbox thing um again i'm really excited for redfall uh, uh again hold- it's another lead left for dead-esque yeah kind of thing, and i'm hoping uh, it's better than i Black want it, blood i want it, was, so. i want it to be good mm. uh i mean i was so excited about back for blood too and then it came out yeah um yeah yeah i decided uh, no, to do actually, Black blood yeah i tweet where where was it i, t- I tweeted about like the thing that i wanted to uh, play um i think i squealed the most about diablo 4 we all know it's coming but the fact yeah, that had a presence yeah. in this show now confirmed that yeah. it's coming in the next 12 months and then it'll it'll be on xbox you know yeah i mean mm. you know that's uh that's something uh, also in a similar vein while we're talking about like how smart xbox is with uh with game pass um i think it's brilliant that they have riot on there offering all characters for like league of legends that's huge it's literally like here's every single character in league of legends that you wouldn't get by playing it unless you paid for them you get them on game pass it's like such a big brain move oh yeah that's that's brilliant for them while you figure out what game you're looking forward to the biggest Uh, brain okay okay but the biggest brain move i saw was persona 3 four yeah. golden and five all on game pass it's like these yeah. games like you have to play them sometimes on an emulator for like persona 3 because yeah. it's portable right and yeah. like you literally have them all now you can probably get them on pc and and i'm just amazed at that like i i, like, I don't I'm not even that big of a persona fan but like i squealed oh, I, love I was persona. like yeah yo i can finally like stream this and not have to like bend over backwards figuring out how to hook up like a gang an emulator or hooking up a psb or whatever it is yeah uh 
Raven Hill or whatever. That was one of the games I thought was very the the BitPixel uh, Alice in mm. Wonderland. Yes, yes. Um, that, I think that one of was, my my chatters called it Alice in Pixel Land. Yeah, that that was one of the highest uh, things that I was excited about during that showcase. But uh, the last case of Benedict Fox is, I think, yes. the game that spoke to me uh, out of out of good. most of that gaming showcase. Yeah, very it's like very interesting. It's uh, it's the side profile kind of like uh, Shadow Complex style mm. uh, uh, Ori. Uh, these types of games kind of felt um, like a little bit limbo esque in terms of the, the yep. setting, and it is like, extremely Lovecraftian. Mm. Uh, I super excited. Like the the graphics look beautiful. You know the color the color palette's definitely very Ori. Mm. Um, it's uh, yeah, that's that's a game that I'll absolutely uh, be playing immediately when it comes out. Mm. That game was called Raven Lock, by the way. Raven Lock, yeah. Raven Lock uh, looked looked very cool. Um, there was like another one too that I uh, that I was really interested in. There, like there were there were none of the AAA stuff. Uh, I was really like uh, wowed by you know like, but a lot of the smaller things, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this this is something I get into. I'm curious about Star, Starfield. Um, I'm not. I played. I played Outer World. It's great. <laughs> Listen, I've I've listened to to Todd Howard wax poetic about Bethesda yep. games before, and like yep. as good as that looked, as interesting as that looked, I don't know if I can yeah. trust Todd Howard to tell any kind of truth. <laughs> like you can land on a thousand yeah, planets, like going to become four hundred planets, planets, two planets, and you can right. go on this. You planet. can explore all of. <laughs> It feels very No Man's Sky at this point until they actually like have some kind of proof of concept. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm just literally not getting my hopes up for anything. I mean, I'm not a massive like Bethesda fan. I'm not a massive Fallout fan or Elder Scrolls fan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get like choice paralysis in those games because there's like so much mm-hmm. to do and it's so open world and, and I right. don't really interact with those games. Great. Well, um, not I mean not just Todd Howard, but I also remember the promises of No Man's Sky and how like mm. you'll be able to uh, it'll, it'll they'll all be different. We promise. Every, like yeah, like Todd, I just like I want to know how you're going to be able to differentiate like what Mo- No Man's Sky wasn't like how you're going to make each one of these planets feel unique and interesting yeah. and yeah. different than the rest. Yeah, how's that going to work? Yeah, because I mean that's well, always the I, biggest problem with how, these games. How can you get a thousand? I mean, you can, but how can you honestly get? And how can you get staff and, and creators and whatever else to do a thousand uh, uh, different planets? Well, that's the thing. The genuine, is it like procedurally uh, generated? Is it like crafted? Because that's a lot of work for crafted. And if it's procedurally generated, it's just going to be yeah. landing on a planet. Is there only going to be like one area that you can actually explore and do a mission on? Yeah. Is it going to be like Mass Effect, and the, where you're in the Mako? And like, everything's mm-hmm. barren except for that one yeah. place on the map. And, and the that, sky, I feel like the sky is just going to be a random color generator. You're just going to land. It's like, oh, this yeah. one's got a pink sky. This one's got a blue sky, and that's the difference. Mm. And it's just, oh, but this one, yep. it's going to be Star Trek. It's it's literally going to be Star Trek. Old rocks and just a blue sky, and then a red sky, and then a purple I, sky. I do like yeah. the idea of it being a more accessible, like elite, dangerous in that sense, where sure. it's going to be more arcadey, and like you can actually land and get out of the vehicle and then do adventure type stuff down there. But again, until it like proves that it works, mm. and like as Todd would say, it just works. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to wait and see. <laughs> I'm going to wait and see yeah. on Starfield. Did yeah. we? Uh, um, did we miss? Yeah. Did we miss Fable? Uh, I forgot Fable yeah, existed. Fable. <laughs> no, yes, you uh, missed it. Fable wasn't in there. Yeah, but, um, yeah. No, hey, I, we did get we did get the first uh, in two years, or is it has it been three now? Uh, we got we got Silk Song footage, and yes. he said he said twelve months. So that means Silk Song will be out within the year. Hell yeah! 
Um, which is be, which is huge. Again, like most of the indie games, it's more of the smaller indie games that have been calling out to me. And I think one of the things mm-hmm. as well, this wasn't the Xbox showcase, but like I'm just waiting for that Cuphead head DLC at mm. this point. I just want it so bad. Yeah, the Cuphead DLC looks very good. Uh, the The mm-hmm. boss fight they showed off seems very, uh, very much true with the original. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know doesn't seem like they I, they kind of got off course or anything. I just again I love the the I think it's Flesher animation style and and yep. just the 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 callbacks to video games within the, that actual series as well in terms of like all the old uh older games that they reference and just just how stylistic it is in general i i love yeah. that universe and i definitely want to see see more of that so it's hopefully I, it should be within the next couple months conversely i was very uh, uh just kind of eh about the the show but the the game has been great at least mm. Mm, I tried definitely. very hard to watch the animation uh, on Netflix and I was like, nah, I don't think so. Don't I've not know. seen it. Was it more so like aimed at kids or? Uh, no, no, it was, uh, you know, I mean, I guess kind of uh, maybe like more, more of a like teen to, to young adult demographic or something, but mm. it mm. just, I don't know. It, it wasn't really anything that kind of like pulled me in. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just to just to change focus for a second because I'm aware of of time and we haven't got you forever either. Yeah. Um, we're going to be moving on to your interview shortly. I'm just like yeah. acutely aware. Uh, Nintendo has been like a bit of a no show. I know they did it in uh, something. Yeah, like they, I weeks think they ago, said they're not doing a direct. Uh, that's crazy to me. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. That's odd. But they just snuck out. Anyway, yeah, I think in, they've got in typical Nintendo got, news. Uh, they just threw some Pokemon out, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think they've already got a couple of directs lined up that are going to be specific, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. uh, isn't that something you talked about lately? Uh, we're going to get like a Pokemon direct and everything like that. Yeah, so. I think the the I'm not sure if there's another Pokemon one coming soon, but uh, they did that yeah. one like what was it last week? I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. I like it when they do like specific stuff, but most of the time I I don't want to get myself like excited about Nintendo directs anymore because be most fair, of the time the last, they are the last two kind of let down. They're terrible. The last two they they're like. But to be fair, I thought the state of play was terrible recently as well. Just like 15 minutes of like, oh, yeah. no real news then. You're just telling me about... I feel, I feel like soon, we're suffering from soon, the... Coming soon. And it's just like, yeah. It's, well, cool. we're post... Well, yeah. I say we're, we're post-pandemic. That for the audio listeners, I was doing quotation marks there with my hands. Uh, we're post-pandemic at the moment, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so we're feeling the effects of like what's been happening over the, the course of 2020. I'm in America. We've been post-pandemic since 2022. <laughs> yeah, there there we go the whole, the whole year yeah in terms of production i'm just like i'm surprised like, there's so much recycling of stuff now because i'm i'm assuming that like so much stuff got slowed down during the pandemic so yeah that's that's another hard thing mm. too right it's like so many things that just kind of got thrown in the back burner because of covid mm-hmm. and we're just and i think it's why we're looking at so many remasters because that's the easiest thing yeah. to do in like take a, mm. take a game that already exists reskin it chuck it out again get 40 quid off it yeah, mm-hmm. the only thing I'm looking forward to now is the uh, the the Final Fantasy VII remake, a little short ten minute thing that they're doing on the 16th. That's about it. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. But yeah. um, let's yes. let's uh, move on. It's time for your spotlights, uh, and we want to get to oh, know wait, you. Wait, we forgot the Devolver uh, being the absolute best part of all of this again for it. another year in a row. I didn't see be- it. You didn't. You I didn't forgot. watch it. I didn't watch it. Was yeah, it good? Five minutes. Go and watch it. It's oh my it's god. Always good. It's literally the best crazy. part of E3. Yeah, yeah it's it's, that- it's it's insane. They get Suda fifty one this year, and he's just <gasps> always a delight. Yeah, and all the games uh, look good. You know, uh, they they showed off uh, Cult of the Lamb, which is uh, oh uh, yes, won't starve, but uh, you make a cult. 
Exactly. But yeah, yeah uh, interview stuff. I'm going to have to go go watch that. Yes. So, yes, yes yeah. time for your spotlight. Let's get down to the questions. So, uh, you as a streamer, I don't know how you describe yes. yourself as a streamer. Um, I, I don't necessarily use the term political streamer, but your streams basically cover all of the madness going on in the world That's today. Right. Um, how would you describe your own stream? Like, what does the typical stream look like for, for uh, Mr. Uh, Lucid Fox? I describe it as transcendent viewing experience. Okay. And, uh, no, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I just wake up every day and entertain people. And that's mm-hmm. uh, how I tell it to them, at least. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of there to uh, to, to sit down and drudge through, like, uh, you know, have fun with the things that we're all going to wake up and try to, like, process anyways. Mm-hmm. Because you like specifically, you cover all the the newsy type stuff that happens, right? You you cover like all of the I, news stories. I, I'd say I pick and choose. I don't, I don't do everything. I, mm. I do a heavier focuses on, um, uh, like I I definitely try to cover like some like American politics news and things of that nature. But like like we have the January sixth commissions that are happening right now. I'm completely like ignoring that uh, because mm. we have a ton of anti trans bills that are happening right now. So I've been. I've been pretty hard focused on uh, how the you know current um, uh, political infrastructure within the United States is hard focusing the LGBTQ uh, community mm. and you know just kind of like going into that uh, way. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I just I kind of I kind of choose what news I'm covering and whatever I feel is like most pertinent uh, at the time. Yeah. There's any. Yeah. I like it. Sorry. I was just gonna say I'm really really. Um, it's so great to see like that there are streams out there actually educating Mm. people in general and like uh, trying to share like worldviews that don't typically typically get shared um in the streaming space because you know like so many so many people in the gamer crowd are are kind of like just well gamers gamers just are the ones who are constantly screaming don't want to make anybody mad yeah yeah we don't want any politics in our games which are already filled with politics you know it's it's ridiculous um, yeah. how, how do you go about like choosing um, like the stories that you're going to come across? Is it just uh, audience submissions or how does that work? Um, I have some people that will like uh, submit things through my discord and everything and I'll leave through that. Uh, my mods as well uh, have like their own like submission channel or mod discord and I'll leave through that. A lot of it is me just doom scrolling Twitter forever and seeing like what the most pertinent things being talked about are. Um you know, uh, I also listen to quite a few podcasts every week. So uh, if they if they hit up one of the one of the hardest things to to find will be like full like articles and everything. Just kind of like go through and see like what people are talking about. So mm-hmm. uh, I listen to quite a few podcasts that will normally like grab articles uh, of the week and uh, and cover them. All of um, the research. <laughs> yeah. So so there's so many different like because like uh, I think uh, Matt. There is a there's a journalist called Matt Tybee that um uh, was more of a left uh, sphere darling like years ago because he was very like anti uh, uh, anti corporation and very like you know pro workers rights things of that nature so people kind of like lashed onto him and this week his Substack was just like here let me tell you why we need to platform this turf and why she's being attacked and I was like oh man all right yeah. so like I you know I I have to like wander around like every space and try to find things like that that are pretty horribly obscure because they're just on Substack, but yeah. still break them down and figure out like what what people are talking about and why these things are uh you know detrimental that's increasing in popularity 
it's so, uh, uh it's it's always difficult to uh to i guess like approach these types of conversations uh as yeah. well especially when it comes to politics and so many people are just like abhorrently uh avoiding like the topics mm. but um mm -hmm. for you why do you think this is so important that we highlight and have these conversations for for like the dummies um that literally are just just burying their head in the sands um I don't know. I mean, uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, have this idea that we should, like, as a society, like, continue to, like, progress forward and not, you know, uh, turn backwards on the the uh, the strides that we've already made, you know? Um, so I guess I think that's a lot of it is just trying to ha continue those conversations that we should, uh, you know, be, be moving towards and again i think a lot of it too is a lot of my um a lot of my community is just like very you know either either trans or gay or very very not straight uh so they want somebody to kind of commiserate with and figure out like you know how to how to digest all these things that are happening in the world so i think I think that's just like part of it is just like having some sort of like at least like sounding room to to discuss these things it just sort of feeding off the back of what you just asked of what you just said around kind of like talking about politics and that sort of thing this question actually comes from a friend of the show nicotine um does streaming oh does, god <laughs> does streaming politics ever get emotionally draining um and if so, how, every day. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, and by existing in existing at the moment, it's fairly draining. Um, but actually, then, yeah. um, how do you how do you deal with that? I play a lot of video games. Uh, no, I just uh, you know I take I take the times I I only stream twenty five hours ish a week or something like that. So I take a lot of the time off stream to hang out with my friends and play games and hang out with my dog and see what he's up to, you know, just, uh, keep my, keep my head like out of those spaces yeah. as much as I can. Cause I know like every day I'm going to have to hop back into it. I think that's a lesson. Mm. There's probably a lesson there for a lot of people. Like I think that the, the world in which we live and politics and our sort of chosen paths and whatever sort of consumes us sometimes or is at risk of consuming us. And I think it's, we're not saying to ignore these problems, but I think sometimes you just have to go outside, touch the grass, just breathe and just turn yeah. your brain off for an hour yeah if you let it completely consume you like of course like you're gonna fall into more like doom mindset mm -hmm. overall but like mm -hmm. there are you know there are like things that we're uh we're all doing collectively there are like uh at least uh visible solutions to some of these things so we just have to and like take a little heat off sometimes and yeah. uh you know Take some take some time to enjoy things that are not constantly being uh, worn down by the world. Mm. So just to um, pivot slightly away from from politics, like I've I've known you for a while now, and I've 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 been around your streams. Um, but I, I from from the moment I jumped in, it's always been that like uh, politically focused content. Uh, but I really wanted to know. Uh, it's, again, this is the most typical question in the world, but what got you into streaming? And was it like gaming that you started with? Or, or I did. Uh, um, I forget what I like. I used to watch Twitch back when it was like Twitch plays Pokemon, things of that nature. Mm. Um, and then one year I went to E3 with a couple of my friends that were doing YouTube stuff. And I met some streamers that I had uh, watched and everything. And, you know, like sat down, talked with them and asked them, uh, how they felt about it overall uh 
and then uh, I, at some point I like made the decision to just kind of like do it for fun. So I played uh, Nintendo games, you know. Good choice. Um, Very good choice. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I did Mario Maker uh, for the first eight months of my stream uh, and got partnered, uh, and then just kind of like uh, never played it again. Well, I played it for a couple months after I got partnered, uh, and then mm. just decided never to just hard focus on Nintendo games any longer. Mm. Just start playing playing variety and doing whatever. Uh, politics is like the fourth or fifth incarnation of my stream, I think. And this has been the one that's like stuck. I, I just kind of like hopped around and did like different content. Mm. What, uh, what caused until, that, like, that pivot into politics? Was there any like moment that that changed? Again, not to pull this too far back into it, but like, no, no. I mean, there was, we, we were at the point where like Hassan had started uh, on the platform. Uh, people were starting to talk about like uh, politics just overall. It wasn't, uh, there was an IRL category now. Like I remember um, uh, many, many years ago that uh, I had actually sent an email to Twitch asking them like if I could do like IRL content. And they were like, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. This is a gaming platform. So like, you know, we had gotten an IRL category. People were able to just sit around and talk about whatever, whatever they wanted. So it was just, uh, so I had like front page. Uh, it, it'll actually be three years, I think, uh, uh, next month. Mm. Um, I had a front page uh, three years ago uh, and I was like well I mean if we're going to talk about politics we're going to do it on the front page and see how bad it gets oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. did that <laughs> and, go over well as, uh, yeah it was fine yeah uh, so for, for four weeks uh, every Monday I sat around and talked about politics on stream and then just gaming the rest of the time uh, mm. and then the, the following month I did politics like two days a week and then the following month I did three days a week and I just like kind of change the uh, stream overall to just this yeah i will say it's so nice to see how like twitch has grown over time to become like more of a, a platform i guess I, that's a quote-unquote welcoming to everybody more so rather than like it gives you the opportunity to make like a breadth of content now rather than just be being solely uh, a gaming site because there's so much that come, comes along with you know just that gaming community too um just yeah. being like so toxic and awful sometimes and being like the most racist and like homophobic and just like bigoted potentially communities on the internet like so interwoven into that culture so it's really nice yeah. to see that it's like developed to be more open to who's actually a part of the community now yeah for sure uh, so across all of your content or across all the different types of content that you do which is probably the most fun one the, what's the one that gives you most joy <laughs> um i i don't know uh there's I, I i think moments rather than like i have a lot of fun the first hour or so because the first I, the way that i've always structured like my streams ever since we moved to just chatting which was like it's like a, a 3.5 and then a 4. Uh, 4 would be like politics, right? But like 3.5 is when we started doing in IRL mm-hmm. streams uh, at the very beginning of the stream. So when I did that, I made sure that like the first hour of stream would just be us sitting around talking. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the more fun things because it turns out to be uh, most of the time, uh, three days out of the week at least, devolves into talking about Star Trek uh and a lot of the time it's just like breaking down like what movies everyone's watching like what uh you know what what food everybody's interested in just like figuring out uh you know things to just like sit around like sitting around like you would sit around and just like talk with your friends about like what uh they're up to so mm-hmm. general vibing general vibing yeah just general yeah. vibing about things so you know and then and i can also find out about how wrong people are about oh, like uh, movies <laughs> and stuff so yeah. that's fun 
So I'm, I think the Ghostbusters 2 was good. Oh. Uh, keep going. <laughs> I think that Ghostbusters 2 was okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, so, it's so fine. It's, important yeah. question, though. Yes. And this is, this is one that I've been thinking about for a long time. And I really wanted to ask you. So, mm-hmm. we Wednesday. I think yes. my main question is... I don't think that exists, but uh, what, what did you call it? We well, we Wednesday. Like, like uh, yeah, I, I have a question. I know this is the thing. My question is, yeah, why? <laughs> uh, it's actually funny. Uh, there was somebody in my community like years ago that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but they had brought up the idea of us playing like some anime soundtracks or something like that. Uh, with the regular music that I played during the starting screen, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, uh, I'll I'll do that one day." Uh, so I did it on like a Wednesday, and then the next uh, week I was like, eh, "I'll do it again, but only if um, we we had just gotten like a a bunch of new alerts, and one of them is the Weeb alert." Um, and I was like, "But only you know, only if somebody like uh, triggers that alert." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just kind of like became the the deal from there. It's like if uh, if this happens, then we Wednesday stays. Otherwise, it's gone forever. Uh, and now two years later, uh, it's still here, and I don't know how to get rid of it at this point. <laughs> uh, because no one, no one like there's no trust in the community. Everybody can't just like sit together and say, "Hey, let's stop this." Finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just become like this facet of uh, of the stream. And, okay, so good idea yeah. that got out of hand. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I just I don't know. It's just a it's a monster now that I can't uh, escape. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're also involved in the Fable Scraps TTRPG channel. Um, yeah, chaos, chaos, chaos on the 40k story mm-hmm. doom but you also just i was guest starred yeah. uh on lovelace season two as a scientist from nekotia 4 nekotia yeah yeah nekosha nekosha yeah my my pronunciation's yeah. reporting i was uh, so yeah you mentioned yeah, star yeah, trek yeah. earlier you're obviously but based off of all of this a huge star trek fan i am yeah yeah, yeah. love that uh, yeah star trek is my uh, obviously uh, deep space nine because it's the yes. best of the uh of the, the latter half um uh, TNG almost gets there, but it just uh, it's lacking a lot of the more complex like uh, character development that we get in like uh, Deep Space Nine, especially after Berman leaves. Yeah. I mean, once he's once he's gone, Deep Space Nine absolutely flourishes. Oh, Deep Space Nine when when Iris Stephen Bear goes full time and the war and the yeah. war starts after yeah. the end of about season three, that's when it all breaks. Yeah, that, that was, was like transformational, well, I think, for Star Trek. Mia, take it back yeah, to you. I mean, well, that's, I've got that's, this. I've got this. That's, <laughs> Yeah, that's when that's when Rick Bergman goes over to to Voyager. Yeah, uh, because he wants to develop like their new because that was when they started UPN. Yes, uh, yeah, which was supposed to be you know the Paramount. And Voyager effort. was meant to was, uh, was the kind of like the the way of launching that, yeah. and they kind of thought, oh, yeah. Well, so he, he wanted to go over to their new flagship, yeah. and Deep Space Nine was just allowed to become goddamn amazing as a yeah. result. Yeah, it was just let cut so. off as a its own wonderful show that existed in its own brilliant yeah. way. Yeah. And you get start to get like a lot of the kind of flirting between that and Babylon Five as well. It just uh, mm. such a good era of like television. I, I, yeah, I, no, I, huge huge Star Trek fan or whatever. I like Lower Decks. That was Lower Decks yeah. is amazing. Lower Decks is good. Lower Decks yeah. is amazing. Lower Decks is 
I don't like a lot of new Trek. I think it's not good. Uh, I think it's been negatively influenced by a lot of the JJ Abrams stuff. Uh, mm. And you, you see that kind of like replicated in a lot of the very action heavy, like mm. Treks, like enterprise and uh, enterprise also has a lot of its own problems because of like nine 11. It's very heavily influenced by those events. Um, but, but discovery is very like post JJ Abrams Trek. Uh, and it's just not great. And Lower Decks returns to a lot of... It's a love letter mm. to 90s track. Yeah. The, you know, the Easter eggs to, to things never ending. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's so many. Yeah. Quick question. So it's... Are you enjoying yeah. Strange New Worlds? So context, in, in the UK, I, we don't have access to that yeah. yet. Paramount Plus doesn't launch until the end oh. of this month coming. Um, so we have to wait. And But what I'm seeing is that Strange New Worlds is kind of like a... A re a rediscovery. Strange New Worlds is good. Yeah, good. Looking forward to that. I was I was worried uh because in the first episode they referenced Discovery. Uh and I was like, oh God, please don't do this. Um <laughs> you kind of have to, it's, I guess. It's kind just of, just to kind of Yeah, that you have to off. just to just kind of be in touch with what's uh well, and they're also like making reference to the fact that like um because this is based within the time period that discovery bolts mm-hmm. into the future right when that when that uh yeah. warp opens and they go through it so um so yeah like strange new world is taking place around that time period so of course they have to make reference yeah. to discovery um but it's good uh, uh strange new worlds is actually a pretty i've been catching up on it uh i'm i'm not on the current episode yet but i'm i'm further than i was uh, last week uh and it's it's good new trek awesome. it's actually it's a lot of fun um it's uh, for now uh i don't want to say like definitively because picard season two started off good and then Ooh, yeah uh so yeah strange new worlds uh so far pretty pretty good and uh i'm cautiously optimistic that it'll be a return to form for live action trek for the first time and a couple of decades mm, fingers crossed so mia jump in yeah. jump in with a question otherwise i'll sit here all day talking about star trek <laughs> oh okay well, I, I was going to carry on from that one first oh, cool. and like uh, yeah. ask you about your experience on fable scraps and, and how that that experience was you just doing ttrpg in general how how yeah. aware of that? i love i love ttrpg i've um i've done ttrpg for a long time uh the end of at least four different campaigns um and, and a bunch of one shots uh, as well um i've done everything from like uh you know D 3.5 all the way up to like fifth edition which is this now um and you know pathfinder uh vampire the masquerade all sorts of other different um ttrpgs so it's fun i had never done warhammer before i did uh the first ttrpg uh show on fable scraps so that was a new like interesting system and it's weird because i'm playing uh the, the other game that i'm uh in depth in right now is the the warhammer chaos gate uh, the XCOM style one. Mm. So I understand how the systems in it work better because I understand how the 40k D&D system works. So I know like what willpower and all these other things are in the game now. That's very um, helpful. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Loveless, I think, is a, a little uh, different. Um, it doesn't seem like... Uh, obviously, there's roles and everything, but it seems like they're few and far in between. Uh, more, more to kind of like let the story narrative just like do its own thing. And it seems mm. uh, it's seems gone really incredibly cool. cinematic since it started. Yeah, first. yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's all uh, quite quite a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of um, friend of the show uh, nicotine, I know uh-huh. that tonight's I think was are you appearing on Suck Sunday tonight? 
Yeah, we're doing like, Suck Sunday yeah. in a little bit. We're doing yeah. Suck Sunday. Uh, that's where you watch like really bad like uh, public domain films on just stream. The, just the worst things. Yeah, just the worst things. So yeah. can you give a, uh, I guess it's kind of like mystery science theater in that way. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's like the vibe where legally distinct mystery science theater. Legally the distinct to, yeah, mystery yeah. science theater. That's epic. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so what's... Um, that explains what it is. Maybe you can share yeah. with us what the the worst film you've had to endure so far on Suck Sunday. Uh, I I don't know. I don't want to have recency bias. Uh, but <laughs> Pilgrim's Progress, I think, is what we just watched last week, and that was awful. Uh, yeah, we did watch Transformers, which was just you know, so nicotine could nicotine had never seen Transformers, uh, which I thought was very odd, but uh, uh, but. I'm trying to think if there was anything else uh, worse than Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know. We've we've seen um, a lot of uh, maybe the first thing that we ever watched actually it was a uh, it's called COVID 2025. Oh, uh, it was a German oh, student gosh. film with a budget of like uh, two grand or something like that. Some videos about it. Yep. Yeah, and it it is uh, the worst it's, thing. It's, it's, and it's a film. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is a film. It and, exists uh, as a piece of propaganda, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was quite awful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and sorry, you, you know, probably through. probably the best thing we watched was Transformers, but I don't think that counts. That was just us watching a film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was the special effect unions bad film too. That was uh, Wizard of Time and Space, which was written by a man that uh, was vehemently anti-union. And you could oh, tell God. because every like two minutes within the the film, he made you know that like uh, you know if the unions were around, they they basically like twist off his leg uh, rather than let him do the things that he wanted to do without regulation. Of course. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, oh man, well, yeah, that sure would be bad if they like paid you or whatever, <laughs> and yeah, it made kept you kept you safe. That would be oh yeah, that'd be that'd be tough, I guess. <laughs> let's uh, let's oh. switch focus and talk about the future. Um, yeah. Is there anything you still want to achieve or that you're working towards? Like where's, where's the goal for this? God, God, no, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, sometimes I give like rise to the idea that I'll like start up a TikTok or something like that or YouTube and work on it. But ask that I'm very just in the groove of, uh, what I, what I want to do now, as far as like being a content creator. Um, I don't really have to, you know, like I show up every day. Everybody else shows up. We, we both honor the, the pact and we like go from there. And so long as that just like kind of stays the constant, uh, I don't know. It's going to keep, mm, uh, keep doing the things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just uh, staying the course. We mentioned the, uh, the Panini a couple of times, the pandemic. Um, yeah. We, are we coming to the end of it? Who knows? Um, but do you see, yeah. do you see yourself going to conventions this year? Have you been to any conventions this year? Yeah, I'll, I'll go to uh, TwitchCon this year. I think San Diego has actually done a lot better than most uh, cities as far as mm. like uh pandemic, just California in general does a lot better as far as like protocol uh, and, you know, trying to maintain safety. I won't go to the convention center proper, but I just, that's because I don't like going to TwitchCon, not because I don't like, uh, not because I'm worried about COVID. Mm. I just, I haven't really, like, I think the last TwitchCon 2019, I was in the convention center for a total of three hours over the weekend. I just, uh, there's there's nothing really there. Well, I, if, you, I, yeah, if you've I, been there, huh? 
I, I like I it's just like I can I can definitely echo that. It's like if you go yeah. to TwitchCon, like it's not yeah. about going to TwitchCon. It's like I'm unless losing my you, voice. Unless, you. unless you're unless you're on a panel or uh, involved in an event, the TwitchCon's really only a one year thing. Mm-hmm. Or if you're, I guess, a, a fan of like streamers and you want to go meet your favorite streamers or whatever. TwitchCon's once you've seen it, it's just a bunch of energy drink companies that want to sell you like that they're the best one that you could shill for them. Um, and gaming chairs that same want to tell you that, you know, they'll they'll give you a coupon if you get their gaming chair. Um, and then maybe a couple of new Twitch things that they're testing out that they're gonna eventually kill anyways. Um <laughs> and then like I like I remember the last time I was there, the Twitch Things booth was there. So that's going Yay. that's going good, huh? Yeah. yeah uh so yeah it's just like there's there's no i won't be at the the convention center proper but i will be in san diego yeah so i'll, I'll go to a convention kind of and that i'm just gonna go to san diego to hang out with my friends yeah legit that's that's the whole reason <laughs> right you, you'd want to go to hang out with your friends that's the only reason yeah. that i would ever go to like one of these yeah, conventions I'd, 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 i just want to be i want to be out of uh my city for a weekend uh mm. eating nice food and hanging out with people that i that i like um, oh, yeah. But yeah, like past that, uh, as far as like the pandemic, you know, uh, affecting how I attend convention centers, if there was something like an E uh, or not an E3, um, PAX or something like that that I wanted to go to, I don't know. I feel like confident in the the way that like PAX was handled this year um, that, you know, I could I could go something like that. I'd probably still um, like mask up, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, no, of course. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you contend with all, like, the, the, the protocols and everything. But mm. uh, The problem is, and I'm, this is yeah. not me getting into a massive diatribe about this at such a late hour, but the you, yeah. you see, you saw what happened, obviously, at PAX East. And it, as someone just pointed yeah. out, like, it, it had some of the strictest protocols about having to upload your documents, upload your proof to a special app and everything else up everyone yeah. was masked and all this sort of stuff and it still was a super spreader like it's yeah. it, i dare say it's unavoidable like people that nearly yeah, nearly no, everyone I, i'm looking think... at and nearly everyone i've spoken to since pax east came away with covid and it's and of course yeah. very sadly there was a story of someone passing away over as a result of it and it, i saw that yeah. it's it's not a it just isn't that kind of like i don't know i it, it worries me and it's the reason frankly why we yeah. can I get that. We, we cancelled um, the in-person gaming live we were going to do next month in in New York. Um, sure. sure, was just that fear of not being able to protect people. Yeah, hmm. no, I I absolutely get that. Right. I um, sorry, go ahead. Not, no, I, I was going to say I, I don't know. I just uh, I'm I'm trying to one like weigh like the idea of just continuing to to get my boosters mm. like as often as I'm allowed uh, here. And to like seeing whether or not like uh, you know things are things are reasonably like handled, and if they if it feels like they are, I don't know. I, I've never like I, I've I think I've gotten out of that time when I like spent uh, all that time at cons, anyways. You know, within mm-hmm. like the actual show halls. Like I used to just like weave through the sea of people for like hours and hours, but now like even the last packs I went to, I was there for like maybe five or six oh, yeah. hours, and two of those were in the in the Elgato booth. Yeah. So it's just like. Mm. I um I don't know I think um okay. yeah I, I think I think a lot of it is just like you know how how long do I even like plan on being there if I go you know true 
True. So speaking of uh, length, I'm, I'm, I know that we don't have you for very much longer because you've got stuff to do. So yep. let's uh, wrap this up. We always finish off with quick fire questions. Basically, your okay. answers just come off the top of your head. First thing that comes to mind doesn't necessarily yes. need to make sense. Uh, but we're going to go through these. We're going to shoot these off real quick. And, uh, uh-huh. and yeah, we're going to have a little bit of fun. So, Robin, okay. you have the first question. Let's go. Uh, what's been your favorite game this year? God, oh, so wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. I have to, I just have to refer to Steam here and then I, I can quick find, uh, uh, God, uh, Dwarf Romantic, keep going. Okay, uh, what was the one game that defined your childhood? Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, who's your favorite video game character? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I like, I like Chrono. He's, uh, he's a strong silent type, nice, comes back to life at some point, it's fun. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what game? Sorry, that was me. What <laughs> game do you most want a sequel to? Um. Uh, God, I, I don't know. Um. Sequels are tough, you know, because like mm. uh, a lot, half of the time they're just not uh, that great. Uh, Let's say Fallout it was New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who would be your dream stream guest, dead or alive? Alive or dead. Oh, it's just oh, anybody that I can get on my yeah. stream like ever. Um oh god, I don't I don't know. That's that's really good. That's a that's a great question. Um probably needs more time for an in-depth answer, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, well no. I mean if I anybody alive or dead, I feel like I feel like uh I would grab uh I contentious think I, I don't know how y'all uh, feel over in the UK. I would absolutely grab uh Fidel Castro. I okay. feel like he would be like a super interesting guy to talk That'd to. That'd be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Um, right. No, it's not Starfield. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? It just looks so good. Um, I don't know. Uh, the the one that's coming out the the quickest is probably Cult of the Lamb, but uh, Silk Song is just it's just right there. It's it's they they said they said within the year. I don't know. I just really want to play that game a lot. I love Hollow Knight. I did everything in it. If you were marooned on an island, a very technical island, uh, what three games okay. would you want to have with you? It has internet. Uh, it's got internet. Yeah, it's a technical yeah. island. Oh, it's got. Yeah. Oh, it's got internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, you can't escape like, for some reason. No, I don't know you can't. You, you yeah, can't yeah, like, yeah, let yeah. anyone know that you're trapped. But yeah, you can download yeah, yeah. games. Yeah. Um, oh, I can, okay. So I can download games on this island. Um, I would, I would, I like Super Auto Pets. That one, that one can get in for now. I feel like that one, it's got a weekly every week. So, you know, not going to have a problem with that. Um, pro- probably Binding of Isaac. That'll play forever. You know, I can just continue like doing whatever I want in that. And um, uh, maybe like one of the Monster Hunters. And then maybe Monster Hunter Rise, actually. You know what? Yeah. Some good choices. Some good choices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which game has the best soundtrack slash music? Uh, oh man there's so many uh mm. it it comes it comes down to like a few i guess i've got them all on like my my morning like mix that i put in my on my stream uh it's probably celeste and uh valhalla mm. have, have like good. some of the best music yeah that's very good and yeah. lastly and you can take your time on this one uh where can people yeah. find your content and what have you got coming up on your channel oh god oh geez where can they oh fuck. um uh, no, uh, people can, 
Uh, people can find me at twitch.tv slash lucidfox. I'm also lucidfox on uh, Twitter and uh, TikTok uh, and YouTube, probably, right? Yeah, all those places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't really have anything coming up. I mean, you know, we're going to, we're finishing up a sponsored uh, week of content uh, tomorrow. Uh, and, and then we're just going to like cover all the things that happened this weekend. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you'll be able to find that at twitch.tv forward slash lucid fox with two yeah. X's. Two X's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, two X's. That's right. Yes. Not, not one no, or three. Three, three just, is the other side. Just yeah. two. Yeah, 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 that's the that's the porn hub. <laughs> okay. Uh, Robin and Lucid, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been absolutely fantastic. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Good to be back. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Good, 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 good. So I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. We'll be back in two weeks' time with the next episode, another fantastic guest. And in the meantime, Mia, what's coming up on this week's uh, Let's Go Gaming for DigiPride? That's a good question. Um, every single week, you can find me on the gaming channel uh, on our show, Let's Go Gaming. You can join myself and other queer content creators as we play all manner of video games. The next video game is not set yet. Uh, we're still figuring that out, but um, I should be joined by the wonderful, wonderful OBKD Cat this Wednesday at 8 p.m. UK time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you hit the follow button here if you're at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. And if you're not, get on over to our Twitch page now. and hit the follow button. Yes. Go now. You You've can also... Uh... Oh, hold on. No, sorry. I didn't scroll. <laughs> I didn't scroll down. Um... <laughs> We almost Yes, you've it. not been on this podcast for a while. Um, yeah, I see. I completely forgotten the rap. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this out of the audio version. It's fine. You can follow... <laughs> or I'll leave it in. Follow the Game Mag channel on Twitch. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you don't miss any of these amazing shows. And of course, the podcast can be listened to listened back at any time uh, on all major podcast platforms, wherever you get your lovely podcasts, fresh in the morning with your cup of coffee or whatever time we dump them on there. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, um, yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, head over to switch.tv forward slash game mag and do all the things. Hell yes. And uh, until next time, my dear, dear viewers and listeners, don't forget to keep reading Gaming Magazine, watching all the shows, doing all the things. And we will see you all soon. Very much. Goodbye. Goodbye now. For now. Bye. Bye.